98K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. Tonight's headlines. The security secretary says he had reasonable suspicion for the need to freeze tycoon Jimmy Lai's shares of Next Digital. The Vatican named Stephen Chan was Bishop of Hong Kong and the Hong Kong-Singapore travel bubble has been postponed for a second time. Hong Kong Exchanges and Clearing says it's halted the trading of Next Digital shares at the request of the company, which owns Apple Daily. The suspension comes ahead of a statement to be released by Next Digital after authorities froze the assets and shareholdings of founder Jimmy Lai on Friday. Speaking about the case today, Security Secretary John Lee rejected allegations that authorities were suppressing press freedom. It's the first time the government has used new powers under the national security law and Mr Lee said he issued the notices because he had reasonable suspicion that such powers needed to be used. He insisted any activity that endangers national security will not be tolerated. Such activities or such person or such organisation will receive the full force of the law. Endangering national security is a very serious crime. We will make use of all legal measures to prevent, interdict and suppress such endangering national security activities. Whatever pursuit is being practiced, that pursuit must be taken in accordance with the law. It is illegal activities that we are dealing with. It is not press work. Activist investor David Webb, who owns less than 5% of Next Digital shares, says prosecutors would need to argue in court how Jimmy Lai benefits financially from the alleged national security offences. And if I were Mr Lai, I'd be wanting to understand what exactly the potential claim on those assets is, because although the uh, NSL um, uh, rules do allow assets to be uh, frozen by the Secretary of Security, they also allow the defendant to seek a revocation of that order in the court. The obvious question in the court would be, um, if you've frozen my assets, then you must think you have a valid claim. What is that claim? Because he's been losing money uh, on that business for quite a long time and propping it up with his own cash. Um, and so how is it exactly that he has benefited from the alleged contravention of the national security law? Mm. I, think, I think that would be something the prosecutor would need to demonstrate. The local Catholic Church now has a new leader more than two years after the position was left vacant. Stephen Chow, who has spoken out on social matters, has been named the new Bishop of Hong Kong, as Wendy Wong reports. In a statement, the Catholic Diocese of Hong Kong said Stephen Chow will replace Cardinal John Tong. The Cardinal has held a post in a caretaker capacity following the death of Bishop Michael Young in 2019. Mr Chow is currently a member of the Society of Jesus and the Provincial Superior of Jesuit Chinese Province. The 62-year-old will take office at the end of the year. In the meantime, Cardinal John Tong will remain as the head of the Catholic Church. The incoming bishop has had a history of speaking out on social issues. During the anti-government protests in 2019, he wrote on social media that he was touched to see the younger generation in Hong Kong express their views to the government. Mr Chow is also the supervisor of Hua Yan College. After the national security law came into force last year, he wrote a letter to students at the school reminding them that the school is not a political organisation. He said students should be aware of the legal consequences they might have to bear for their action. 
ECR government has confirmed that Hong Kong's travel bubble with Singapore won't get off the ground next Wednesday as planned. It's the second time the scheme has been postponed. Jimmy Choi reports. The travel bubble was originally slated to be launched in November last year, but was deferred after Hong Kong suffered a spike in COVID-19 cases. Under the scheme, travellers will be able to avoid quarantine when they fly between the two cities as long as they comply with certain COVID test requirements. In a statement, SAL officials say both governments remain strongly committed to launching the bubble in a gradual and orderly manner. They will continue to closely monitor the epidemic situation in both places, the statement says, and a further announcement will be made on or before June the 13th. Officials say people who had already made bookings on the bubble flights can contact the airlines to adjust their itineraries. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is just coming up to five minutes past 11. The coronavirus situation in Taiwan has also taken another turn for the worse. Health authorities there reported 333 domestically transmitted infections today. That's the highest single-day tally so far. Most of the new cases were in Taipei and the new Taipei City. Here in Hong Kong, infectious diseases expert Leung Chi Chu says people returning from the island should be quarantined for 21 days, even those who are fully vaccinated. Maggie Hill reports. Dr. Lung's suggestion is contrary to the government's latest rules, which require people who have been inoculated to be quarantined for 14 days to be followed by a week of self-monitoring upon returning from Taiwan where there's been a surge in COVID-19 cases. Those who have not been inoculated have to be quarantined for 21 days. Dr. Leung said vaccines do not provide full protection against COVID variants and they do not shorten the incubation period either. So there should be no differential treatment between people who have had the jab and those who haven't. The experts said Hong Kong should learn a lesson from Taiwan's resurgence of cases and be extra careful. He noted that the number of infections had stayed low in Taiwan, the inoculation rate there was low, and life had largely returned to normal, and said all these made internal safeguards against the virus very weak. Dr. Leung said Hong Kong is not much better than Taiwan in terms of herd immunity. So if any travelers bring the virus into the community, it could lead to problems that will take a long time to solve. Ten prominent pro-democracy campaigners, among them Lee Chokian, Leung Kwok Hong and Jimmy Lai, have pleaded guilty to organising an unauthorised protest on Hong Kong Island on October the 1st, 2019. They'll be sentenced later this month. Priscilla Ong has details. The unauthorised rally on National Day two years ago came at the height of the anti-government protests. And now, 10 activists have pleaded guilty to organising the illegal demonstration on Hong Kong Island. The defendants are former legislators Lee Chukian, Lung Kuo Kung, Albert Ho, Young Sum, Sid Ho, Sin Chung Kai, Apple Daily founder Jimmy Lai, and activists Figo Chan, Avery Ng, and Richard Choi. Two of the defendants, Avery Ng and Richard Choi, also admitted in the district court to another count of taking part in the protest. The same charge against the rest of the defendants was not pursued and was left on the court's file. Li Chekian, Albert Ho and Figu Chan also pleaded guilty to inciting others on September the 30th, 2019, to take part in the rally. Judge Amanda Woodcock will hear mitigation pleas next Monday and deliver the sentences on May the 28th. 
taxi driver has sentenced to four years in jail for transporting more than 40 petrol bombs during anti-government protests in October 2019. Natalie Cheng reports. Sung Wai Long had earlier pleaded not guilty to charges of conspiracy to commit arson and possession with intent to destroy or damage property, saying he was told, and he believed, the box he was transporting in his taxi contained medical supplies. But District Court Judge Clement Lee said Sung was pretending to be ignorant of the contents of the box. The judge said the box had been slightly open, so Sung should have been able to see through the gap while he was carrying the box to his vehicle and would have smelled gasoline. The judge said even though Zhang had played a relatively minor role, this could not be seen as a mitigating factor. He explained that the petrol bombs could have been ignited at any time during transport, as lighters were stored in the same box. The judge said there would have been chaos and terrible scenes if the petrol bombs had been used. He also said there could have been damage to property if the petrol bombs had been unintentionally set off, for example, by a smoker nearby or if the bombs had exploded in the taxi which ran on liquid petroleum gas. The judge said he had considered increasing Zhang's sentence because it was related to the anti-government protests, but instead reduced it by three months as the taxi driver had no previous convictions. Hong Kong Disneyland has reported a record net loss of $2.7 billion for the fiscal year, with the park placing the blame on frequent shutdowns and dwindling tourist numbers as a result of the pandemic. But as Wendy Wong reports, the theme park says there's no plans to seek funding from the government, raise ticket prices or lay off staff. Hong Kong Disneyland Resorts Managing Director Michael Moriarty says the park was closed for seven months during the last fiscal year, with mainland and overseas visitors also put off by travel and entry requirements at the border aimed at curbing the spread of COVID-19. Revenue dropped by 76% to $1.4 billion and attendance dropped to a record low of 1.7 million. Mr Moriarty says although more local residents visited the park, it had been far from enough to compensate for the drop in attendance by tourists. It's hard to imagine a more unprecedented time where the world has been on lockdown as a result of the pandemic, with arrivals into Hong Kong down 82% and our park being shut down. I think it's, it's easy to see why it would be that low. He says the park's future performance will heavily depend on whether it can stay open and when border restrictions can be lifted. But he says no additional funding will be needed from the government. The Disney company has committed a $2.1 billion revolver facility. Uh, Right now, with that, uh, with the cost-saving measures that we've had in place and the results that we're seeing on the attendance and the room night side, we do not have any plans of asking LegCo for funding beyond the Walt Disney Revolver. He says the resort also has no plans to increase the prices of tickets or layoff staff. The leading election observer organization in Asia has rejected the allegations of electoral fraud made by military commanders in Myanmar to justify seizing power in February. The Asian Network for Free Elections sent observers to more than 400 polling stations during last November's election. BBC's Jonathan Head is in Bangkok. This comprehensive report on last year's election was supposed to have been published three months ago. That, of course, was interrupted by the coup, led by Armed Forces Commander Min Ong Line, who claimed there had been extensive fraud during the election. Anfrel dismisses this allegation, saying the military has provided no evidence to support it. In several instances, it said the election commission appeared to favour the governing National League for Democracy, led by Aung San Suu Kyi, but it judged that the outcome of the election still reflected the wishes of the voters.
An Israeli airstrike has killed a top commander of the Palestinian Islamic Jihad group in Gaza as the fighting enters its second week. The commander, Hussam Abu Habid, was targeted in the Jabalia refugee camp, which Israeli aircraft also hit the homes of nine commanders of Hamas, which controls the territory. The authorities in Spain say more than 100 migrants have swum or floated on beach rafts overnight from Morocco into the neighbouring Spanish enclave of Ceuta. It's the second large influx in recent weeks, BBC's Mike Sanders reports. They began arriving around 2 o'clock in the morning. Some swam around the border fences that jut out into the sea. Others, including families with children, propelled themselves around to Benthu on the north of the enclave on flimsy beach rafts. Still more came ashore at Tarajal in the south, where a similar number arrived last month. Spanish media said Moroccan border guards simply watched. Aid workers say the pandemic has halted the trucks migrants used to hide in, tempting more to swim. Miners remain stuck in Ceuta, which is not part of the European Union's Schengen area. Adults are sent back. Sport and in football, Atletico Madrid's title hopes are now in their own hands, thanks to a late Luis Suarez winner against Osasuna. Details from the BBC's Andy Barwell. Luis Suarez scored a dramatic late winner for Atletico Madrid, who fought back to beat Osasuna 2-1 and put themselves on the verge of a first Spanish La Liga title in seven years. Diego Simeone's side now travel to Real Valladolid in their final game, knowing that a win will clinch them the trophy. Real Madrid will be hoping that their city rivals slip up. They're two points back after beating Athletic Bilbao 1-0 and boss Zinedine Zidane is now denied saying that he is leaving the club at the end of the season. While Barcelona dropped out of the title race, losing 2-1 at home to Celta Vigo. In the English Premier League, Liverpool gets a vital win from an unlikely source to keep their Champions League hopes alive. Alisson is up from the back, and it comes! Alisson! Oh, would you believe it? The Liverpool goalkeeper in injury time has won it for Liverpool! What a dramatic and remarkable finish here at the Hawthorns! Liverpool closed the gap on the top four! The head of the German Football Association, Fritz Keller, has resigned amid an outcry over him comparing a colleague to one of the architects of the Holocaust. In his resignation letter, Mr Keller said he took personal responsibility for the lapse at a meeting last month when he likened one of the association's vice presidents to the Nazi judge, Roland Freisler. He called it the sad low point of a desolate situation in leadership. And now a reminder of our top story tonight. The security secretary says he had reasonable suspicion for the need to freeze tycoon Jimmy Lai's shares of Next Digital. That's the news from RTHK. Radio 3 On a day like today We pass the time away Writing love letters in the
in the sand and into our second hour we go on this Monday. Peter King with you through till 1am. Don't forget our special sentimental journey coming up later. Can't you see Oh 